0: Hi, welcome to the Injured Reserves Podcast. My name is Andrew Yang, and I'm joined by my friends Nico Kreider and Zach Jones. And on this podcast, we'll be talking about whatever we wanted to about sports. Uh, today, we'll have a great episode just talking about baseball. It's our MLB Extravaganza preview. So let's, let's begin. How's it going, guys? How, how's it going?
1: It's going pretty good, you know. Just happy to be here and talk MLB with the boys.
2: Yeah, I was excited for the MLB season to start. All right. it's kind of waned a little bit still uh, excited
0: so before we get our mlb preview experience again let's start with the very first hockey game we went to last friday it was our our vegas golden knights against the san jose sharks how did uh, sure. you guys think about the game
2: you know at first the game was like you know I felt like it was very quiet in the stadium but then the golden knights took the lead and that's when it got wild
0: Oh, i felt like it got really quiet and then these guys got really rowdy once they scored and i was like oh it's like that
1: yeah you know i i don't think we understood the playoff implications that that game kind of had i was telling you guys it was a big game
0: i, I knew it was a big game after looking at the standings but and I just,
1: Andrew was just like oh it's not
2: a big game no how well, big could it be this every 82 games
0: i mean it's 82 games it's it's, it's like game 70 in this but like whatever they're both in the playoffs well they'll both be in the playoffs it's
1: like one versus two in your division it's like kind of the warriors were playing the rockets but we were just kind of sitting there like this is our first game
0: (laughs) yeah we were getting heckled like i think you guys were getting heckled by two people behind us saying like we were bandwagoners which i mean we're not not bandwagoners
2: Hey, we picked the Golden Knights once they announced that they were gonna be the Golden Knights, okay? That's very true. Yeah. We've been on the bear line for a long time. Yeah. So So they, we we expected them to suck when we picked them.
0: Yeah, we I yeah, we had no expectations. And then like I don't know when, when we first school because we got the one O lead and they were silenced, but then once they got their score they just became animals. Like sharks. Yeah, I'm not shark. sure if
2: I'm not sure if San Jose has the best fans in the league or like the worst fans in the league, but.
0: All I know is I'm, I'm, more, I'm a bigger fan now after that game because the Shark fan triggered me.
2: Yeah, right. Andrew is about to do fight them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he was going to do that, but.
0: All 5 5 and 140 of me.
1: Put it down.
0: Uh, anything else you guys want to say about the game?
1: no I mean like I'm excited to go to the next one though you know, I'm more impacted. I think it got me like, more into hockey yeah
0: oh definitely got me more into hockey I'm gonna kill those sharks fans if we see them in the playoffs
2: I think if you're not into hockey you have to go to a hockey game to really like see if it's the spot for you you know true yeah
0: yeah for sure all right now let's get into it let's we're going to do, well, first for our MLB preview we'll go through each division uh we all had a division we were supposed to read, which i want to start from there so how about we start with the american league east and zach had that so so yeah you know
1: uh, i got the projections right here so we got the yankees winning it and these are based off somebody else's projections you know with actual metrics and stuff this is fan graphs these are fan fan graphs graphs
0: projected so uh, taken from last week
1: they have the yankees winning Uh, The division winning a couple more games than they did last year. The Red Sox about where they were last year. The Blue Jays increasing their wins. The Rays and then the Orioles. Uh, I kind of agree with this, but I don't. So here's here's some of my issues with it. You know, everyone expects the Yankees and the Red Sox just to show up and they're going to be good and they're going to make the playoffs. That's expected from both those teams. I think the Red Sox are probably going to take it, the division again. I just don't think that the Yankees have the starting pitching that it's needed for 162 games um, but that can always change uh, and then for sure for the Blue Jays they're my sleeper team in the AL like I think they could easily make the wild card some of their pickups this year Curtis Granderson was a slight little pick pickup that people aren't gonna remember for the Toronto Blue Jays I also think getting Jaime Garcia um, is a big pickup for the Yankee or for the Blue Jays he played for the Yankees last year and got moved around a couple times so having that starting pitching you expect JA Happ to figure it out again this year you also have Stroman coming back and having a full season and not being bothered by the shoulder injury so when you look at all those things you're hoping too can get you know maybe 130 games in um, even though he's gonna be a little bit hindered at the beginning of the season Uh, when you look at all that, I mean, this is a playoff team. They know how to get it done. They have a really good catcher, Russell Martin. And I feel like they've made moves to put them in the position to win this year, at least make the playoffs, um, for the Rays and the Orioles. I mean, they're just going to duke it out at the bottom unless Alex Cobb and the Orioles can kind of figure it out. I could easily see them taking the blue Jays spot, but, um, I just don't think with all the things surrounding that team that they're going to be able to figure it out. Uh, well, teams. the Rays and
2: the Orioles kind of have opposite problems, right?
1: Well, yeah. I'm...
2: Like, the Orioles have no pitching, whereas the Rays, that's their strong suit.
1: I, I mean, yeah, but the Rays, I feel like are, they went into full tank mode, and even some of their guys are not a, are not happy about the decisions on, you know, how the team moved this offseason. They thought they were only a couple pieces away from getting to the playoffs and making a playoff push. The organization took it in a different way and decided to trade uh, Steven Souza Jr. Uh, Evan Mongoria's gone. So, you know, these guys are gone and Kiermaier and uh, Archer are now just looking around and they're like, hey, what's up with our team?
2: Do you think that they're going to be traded at the deadline? Um, well at least ultra? I think Ultra could be. I mean,
1: both of those guys are kind of could be trade block guys but I think they're moving for Kiermaier to take the face of the franchise especially that Longoria is gone. I think Chris Archer probably won't be around and be useful for when they actually make their run so you could easily see him getting traded for prospects and just the minimum on starting pitching like starting pitches are always wanted and they get great return at the deadline so that could easily be traded.
0: Alright. Uh, is there any players you want to watch say a player you want to watch on each team
1: oh yeah um so i'd say first for i'll go down the list from fan gas projected order so on the orioles i think for looking at manny machado's first uh, half and just seeing where he he ends up because this guy could be traded he only has a year left on his contract so he's going to be a free agent next year which could be really big for um you know how much he's gonna get paid or and if he gets moved at the deadline for somebody else um so i think me and machado could be somebody looked at on the orioles as well as alex Cooley. what do you
2: think about machado's change in position to shortstop
1: uh it's a little bit more grueling but i mean the dude has amazing range as a third baseman i could easily see like why he wants to be um trade it and move or like he wants to move positions and um if he wants to do it i mean whoever is going to pay him next year is going to make sure he gets to play shortstop that's that's just how it goes so um yeah unless somebody can sell him on something he's going to move positions and he has great range as a third baseman like he covers a lot of ground and i wouldn't be surprised if he i mean he'll be fine at shortstop I don't think there's an issue of him playing shortstop. Well, that's the position
2: he came up with, right?
1: Yeah, that's the position he came up yeah. with, but I think they moved him over. I don't really remember the reason, but I think Jay, Jay Hardy, had JJ Hardy right? was there, yeah. and he was a better defensive third baseman, or shortstop, so they moved him to third base. But I don't think it really matters. Um. And then, but I feel like for his height, though, like, he should stay at third base, but, I mean...
2: That's... He was such a good third baseman that it's weird that you change.
1: I mean, he wants to play shortstop, though. That's his natural position. Yeah. I I don't mind it. I just think that, you know, he, because of his height, he's like 6'5". There's no reason to move him to shortstop. Uh, for the Rays, I think you can look at Kiermaier and see if he can actually hit this year. Also, I think that you can look at um, Matt Duffy and see if he finally figures it out in the majors. It, and, like, can he lock down a role and like a future with the Rays because I mean he's had some awful injuries um, hasn't been able to make it to the majors in about a year but he's got his shot now that uh, Longoria is out and they're just going to open it up for any, all those infielders and all those guys um, to kind of have a shot at playing it and see who's going to be their future guys who they're going to stick with um, there's a ton of different guys that they have all over, like I'm just gonna give some names right now. I mean, you have Daniel Robertson, um, and then you have people like Brad Miller, you have Malachi Smith. Um, I mean, all these guys have to find time in that infield, and it's gonna be difficult for them. But I mean, their roles aren't truly mapped out yet, and I think like we'll see what happens with this whole team and like where they move in the future I think it's going to be a lot of rebuilding just based on the guys that they have
2: and then Brent Honeywell the guy that they expected to come up got injured again so well
1: yeah and I mean that happens but yeah for those years in rebuild like you're trying to see what these guys can do when your team doesn't have anybody All right,
0: let's uh, let's focus on the Yankees. Let's talk about teams who actually can uh, contend. I want to talk about the Yankees. Who could they possibly get um, on the trade market, like for starting pitching?
1: I mean, where it's, do, where, where it's, do you guys it's early that? to look at that now, and I think as we go through the different teams, we can kind of see. I would say Chris Archer is a guy. Um, also, like if the Braves are that they're they want to trade somebody, I think um, Julio Tihan would be a player that they look at he's about 26 he's going to be going on 27 uh, he's 27 now actually and this guy had been a trade target two years ago for teams in the market last year they decided not to move him so if the Braves decide to move him this year I think he's a dynamic young pitcher right handed arm that can you know he throws hard and has a couple off speed pitches that we could look at and say that he might be moved um, the Mets have some
2: players, too, if the season doesn't go. I, I don't them.
1: think the Mets are going to trade. I mean, like, maybe a Harvey, if he's pitching well, but they're not going to trade Syndergaard. They're not going to trade to Grom. Um, I don't think the Mets are going to trade any of their young starters. That would be kind of ridiculous of them to do, just based on how their league is. Like, the Nationals won't contend in two years. So there's no point for the Mets to trade their young pitchers. Um, I mean, if the Giants... If they're around, I think uh, Cueto could be a guy who could be talked about being moved, for sure. Cueto's
2: a guy that's going to be tough to
1: move. I mean, but it's the Yankees also. They're willing to pay those price yeah. prices. Like, if we're talking about any other team, I'd be like, is not on the list. But it's the Yankees. They're willing to go out there and get the guys. They're a win-now team with a great future. Like, they're going to pay the price.
2: What about a guy like Danny Duffy on the Loyals? Because the Royals are in rebuild mode. Danny Duffy is 29 years old.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. if Duffy is, can stay healthy and show that he's not going to shut down midseason, easily can get traded. And they looked at a lefty arm before. You see Jaime Garcia got traded. He's a lefty. Uh, it would be just a repetitive nature of that this year. I think for the Yankees, that's for sure something they're going to have to look at. I don't think CC Sabathia will give him the, the quality starts that he had last year. I think that's a fluke. Um but who knows. Uh I think Sonny Gray well, they have
2: Sonny Gray for the whole year, so
1: yeah, I they have Sonny Gray for the whole year, but he didn't pitch well in that big market. Like he wasn't a factor in the big market at all last year. So I just don't think those guys will be able to do it. Uh their main starter um I just I, I don't see it happening. But their bullpen, once they get to the bullpen it's lights like Batanzas, Uh, David Robertson all those guys in the back end getting to Chapman uh, Tommy Kell they're going to be able to do it I I just don't see like if if they can get five innings out of those guys in postseason games they're going to win the World Series out of four stars Uh if they can get five innings it's over
0: alright anything else you want to say about any of the teams in this division
1: no I just say that uh, I do think that when we highlighted all people highlighted all last season about Giancarlo Stanton going to the Yankees and they're going to be unstoppable, Greg Bird's out for six to eight weeks now. Um, and he's going to have, yeah, is there a more injury prone player than Greg Bird? I, uh, there's a more concussion injury prone player, yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. First base, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, the Red Sox get a whole year of David Price, uh. And they also added J.D. Martinez, which I think makes up for the Giancarlo Stan thing, and they could be right there. And, I mean, you could see both these teams winning 96-plus games this year easily. So that's right. that's about it for the AL East.
0: Okay, let's get into the AL Central. So that's Dallas that Division I have. I have to make a precursor. I do not really watch baseball, so this was a lot of work for me. So let's start with the Fangraphs projections. So they have the Indians uh, most likely winning this division and have a 95% chance of making the playoffs. The Twins are going to end up second, according to Fangraphs. They have a 29.8% chance of making the playoffs. Royals have a 1% chance, and Tigers and White Sox both have less than 1% chance and most likely look to be in the rebuild uh, those three teams. So let's go through those guys first before we talk about the two teams that will most likely make the playoffs I, let's, I want to talk about the White Sox they have Jose Abreu and obviously like Garcia and I want to talk about if those dudes are on, going to be on the trade block do you think they'll, you see them being traded or do you see them still being on the Sox this whole whole season
2: I thought Jose Abreu was going to be traded this offseason but that didn't happen but I, he's definitely like the most likely I think from the White Sox players to be traded
0: All right. what do you think
1: Zach Yeah, I mean, like, I see Abreu being the guy who's going to be traded. Um, I mean, I can't really think of another name on that team that might be moved. But I don't know how many guys are looking at first baseman right now. Like, I didn't expect Matt Adams to be traded last year to the Braves until Freddie Freeman got injured. So it's hard to look at right now. Like, I don't see too many teams looking for a first baseman, though. Maybe the Texas Rangers if they get hot that would be my team to look for a first all right. baseman all right and then yeah, first looking... baseman oh who joey gallo
0: yeah but he's mm-hmm.
1: actually primarily a third baseman like it's just that adrian beltray they didn't think would play this long yeah like i don't think joey gallo is the best first baseman i don't think they think that either like if one of those guys get injured they're, they're gonna be looking for a first baseman
0: all right, so honestly, this team was pretty boring to me. So I was looking at the prospects to watch. So if you are a Sox fan, you obviously probably already know them. But like, they have Aloy Jimenez, who is a power hitter at twenty one years old. He's probably going to come up this season, probably later in the season to watch that. And then Michael Kopech, who is a right hand pitcher. I, he's the guy from the. He was from the Red Sox organization. They traded the prospect. They traded Chris Sale. Yeah, he was, he was yeah. part of that trade, I believe. And he apparently throws some super hot fire, but he needs a changeup. So yeah and, yeah, and he look hasn't look been able
1: him. to locate his stuff so it's been a little bit rough but to go back real quick to that point i just saw two other guys i might see they could get traded uh Soria, oh, okay. who's a relief mm-hmm. pitcher he had a lot of years in uh, tampa bay pretty good uh and i mean he's closed in the past and then james shields as well the left-handed pitcher if they can if he can somehow learn how to be a starting pitcher again
2: james Shields is gonna have to be amazing too. yeah and
1: that's the thing but continue,
0: right. right? Uh, so let's go. I don't have anything else to say about the White Sox. I kind of want to just breeze through these first three teams before we get into the other two. So with the with the Detroit Tigers, I honestly look at their roster and as a person who has like no affiliation with baseball or anything, I have like I don't care about anybody on this roster. Maybe Jaime Cantillo but like. I really don't care about this team. Is there anyone you you guys can see doing well on this team?
2: Well, they have Michael Follemore, who's a very young, and he has a lot of potential to be, like, a really good starter for a long time. But he was just injured last year and just wasn't very good.
1: Yeah, he couldn't stay healthy, but he started – I mean, it was last year, the year before, he went, like, 11-0. He was the rookie of the year two years ago. Yeah, he was the rookie. He was really good, yeah. he yeah. went, like, 11-0 – or something like that in the games after they called him up um i think nicholas castellanos moving out to right field this year i mean that'll be good for him jd er, well jd was there for a little bit last year and then they still had a loaded outfield but he was playing third base so giving him a whole year um, if leonis martin can learn how to hit he was in seattle for a long time um, I mean, but they're still going to be really old. Victor Martinez is still their DH. Uh,
2: it might be interesting to see if Miguel Cabrera has anything left in the tank. Oh, if that's last year was, was just like an enigma.
1: Yeah. I, I just don't think so. I mean, he seems seems not Well, because
2: hard. the year before that, he hit 314 still, you know? It was just yeah. last year.
1: I just don't think he can play the field anymore. And I think, like, he's going to have to move into an everyday type of DH role and only play first base sometimes.
0: Alright, so that's the Detroit Tigers. Let's talk about the Royals now. The Royals, uh, they lost most of their core. Uh, I'm interested to see who can replace the, uh, Eric Hosmer at first base. I think that's going to be a huge uh, need for the Royals. and They have a lot of guys lining up who I really don't care. Honestly, the Royals, I don't care about. Uh, just one second-year pitcher who I'm interested in, Jacob Eunice. See if he can lock down a starting role because he's still he's going to be going to his age 25 year. They seem like they're going to be another team that's selling at the trade deadline. So, anything else you want to talk about the Royals?
2: No, I think they're definitely a seller at the trade deadline. I think you could see Mike Moustakis be traded. You could see Danny Duffy be traded.
1: Mhm. Yeah, right. I mean Ian Kennedy too. Uh, he's had some success starting in different in like leagues. Um, I don't know if you trade Salvador Perez. Like, what do you guys think about that? Like. He's twenty-seven Samuel right plays, now, but like he's not going to be still, there. For I think the he's next still part run. of
2: their future plans.
0: I
1: I'd say you trade everybody. I don't think one. he's going to be there for the future run. Like the thing is, like they're very Oakland A esque, where like they're only going to make that one run, that one time, and then all their guys are going to come up for contract, and they're never going to pay him Like yeah, everything has to go right for them. I don't like think he'll be there. Like, in seven years.
0: Yep, yeah, probably won't be. Uh, so Kansas City Royals, I don't see any of those three teams stunning us in any way. I think they're all sellers. So I, you, you guys kind of agree with that.
2: I think. Yeah, and you know the Royals don't have a very good farm system either. So
1: I think the thing though about the Royals, I mean the Tigers and White Sox are going to be out of it in June. Let's just get that straight right now. Like, there's no way they're winning. They're going to be like they're going to be sellers by we'll know by June first that the tigers and white Sox are going to be sellers i think the royals might stick around and just like give their organization like a chance just to think about it like i don't know if we'll know by the all-star break if the royals are sellers or not that's the one thing i'd worry about if i'm like a royals fan like will we even know if we're sellers by the time it's time to sell i feel like by july thirty i they'll know yeah but you need a couple of weeks before like july 15th comes around are you sure like the royals aren't like just 500 like chugging along
0: Uh i can't see it with their roster but we'll see i mean they have a veteran pitching so i could totally see them being staying sub 500 and being like you don't know where you want to keep with the rebuild or try to make a run
1: i mean like the first month in april like They don't really play anybody. They play the White Sox, the Tigers, the Indians, but then they go Seattle, L.A. I mean, you could easily win those series. They could easily win the Toronto series. They play Detroit, Milwaukee, the White Sox again, and then it gets a little bit tougher for them. They play, I mean, they play the Yankees and the Red Sox, but really they're just in their division most of the time for the beginning of the year. They could easily be over 500 and chillin. Like Alright, we'll see I, I,
2: I'm
0: probably going to lean on the side They're not going to be over 500 right,
2: we'll
1: Yeah, I don't think they're going to be over 500 Oh, I don't think they'll right. end up the season over 500 But I think by July 15th I don't it's... think by the trade deadline they'll be over 500
0: Alright, so I think A more interesting team to talk about is the Minnesota Twins They were the first team in history to go from 100 play- hundred losses to the playoffs And they lost to the Yankees And surprisingly, they scored the most runs after July 31st with 346 runs and went 35-24 and after the deadline. So they've added two guys from the Rays, I believe. Logan Morrison and Jake Odorizzi, who are kind of some key additions. A starting pitcher and a DH. Uh, My question is for these guys, you know. How far can a team with mediocre pitching and above average offense go? So.
2: Well, they really worked on their pitching this season. They got Odaliszy, they got Lance Lynn. Yeah. So I think their pitching will be better this season. Yeah, they have
0: season? Jose Barrios, who he you
1: can kind of figure it out too. And then they have t- they got Addison Reed, who's on the Red Sox from the Mets, who's acquired at the um, trade deadline. I think Irvin Santana. I mean, Irvin Santana was one of the best pitchers in the oh, league yeah. last year. Yeah, the Please issue of him is
0: he's, he's gone. No one knows his return date for a yeah, while. It true. might be till May. I mean, but
1: so. does it. I, the return yeah, the, date, it won't matter if I they're going to match the playoffs. That's just adding as long as he's going to return. And that's the, that's yeah. the one thing yeah. that you have to worry about right now. Um, and then, I mean, they have a consistent closer, a guys got done, and Fernando Rodney as well. So, I mean. It's not that bad so, of a team when you kind of look at
0: the whole situation. Oh, oh, yeah. I I definitely think they're going to go to the playoffs. I think mean, my player to watch, I think who's everyone's player to watch on the Twins, is Byron Bruxton, if he can finally put it together. In the second half of last season, he hit uh, 300, 347, and then 546 slugging percentage. So that's like that's really good. If he can hit that hole for the whole season, that's a, that's a breakout year. So that's the guy I want to watch. He's super athletic. Let's see if he can put it together and be a good baseball player.
1: I also like... M- Miguel Sano is going to get a whole uh he is he could like get 500 of bats this year finally for the first time in his career which is like a big milestone like you your goal is to hit 500 bats as uh, a position player and like if he can get that many of bats watch yeah. out it could get scary
2: what well, he's still and you know going that, off but... this teams i'm uh Playoff chances. I think that they should be higher than thirty percent because they have to because they get to play the Tigers, the Royals, and the White Sox a lot this season. Nineteen times. Yeah.
1: Each team.
2: Yeah. So I think. But so I, I think that th- right now they're my second wild card team.
0: Yeah, I I definitely see them in the playoffs. Well, is so Miguel Sano is not suspended. All right. Oh no, so. it's uh
1: Polanco who's the one who's suspended. So he's suspended for eighty games. Um, All right. He's yeah. He's the shortstop
0: who is supposed to be really yeah, good. Yep. Uh, yeah. Polanco. All
1: right.
2: Suspended. Didn't Sano have
1: some like yeah. Sano
0: had something too, field. so I thought he would get suspended, but he's he's a uh, they cleared that up four days ago, so he's good. Okay. Insufficient evidence to sp- suspend. All right. So I I think we like the Minnesota Twins to make the playoffs and make some noise possibly. Yeah. All right. My next team is the Indians, who pretty much have the same core. They've lost Carlos Santana, who went to the Phillies. Jay Bruce, rotation player, I believe. Uh, Brian Shaw, Austin Jackson, who, who was solid hit over during the last season with went to the Giants. They added Yonder Alonzo, who was the first baseman, who was an all-star last year, breakout year, 27 homers. But that's pretty much their main addition. So they pretty much have the same exact core. Uh, their pitching still looks to be elite with Kluber and Carlos Carrasco uh, and that bullpen. My question is, oh, whatchamacallit, they, they broke records. Eventually, they just lost to the Yankees 3-2 in the AL Division Series. Uh, Andrew Miller and Cody Allen are going to be coming up So in free agency. Michael Brantley and Lonnie Chisholm as well. So can this team with this exact same core continue to contend? Will this finally be the year things will break right for the Indians?
2: I think their window is definitely closing. Okay. But okay. I think that they're definitely going to win this division. And, oh yeah, yeah they're, they're one of the powerhouses in the division.
1: Oh, I, I think they're the only powerhouse in the division. Which, yeah, <laughs> no,
2: I mean not in the confluence In the confluence.
1: Oh, I, I don't. I mean, like I think they're going to be one of the four teams that are serious contend, like could contend for a World Series at the end. Like it's the Astros, Yankees, Red Sox, and then the Indians. Um, when you look at this team, they get Jason Kipnis hopefully for a whole year. Uh, they only had him for ninety games last year. Um, I mean their their infield's gonna be ridiculous, and, and I think when you look at their every day in, every day out type of players, like when you just listen to this lineup, and it's like Alonzo at first base, Kipnis at second, then you have Lindor at shortstop, Jose Ramirez at third, third Brantley, and um like Chisenhall or Guyer, and then I mean Tyler. Yeah, Naquik. they really need Brantley too. I'm um, uh not Be injured. Well, I mean, yeah, he had a really bad injury and couldn't get back for it for a while, but I think he's gonna have a full like offseason. Well, he's gonna
2: start the season on the DL,
1: yeah, he'll start the season on the DL. But you got him in 2016 for 11 games, 2017 for uh, 90 games. Like, hopefully, he can at least play 130 for you this year and like be a presence in the lineup. So, I mean, when you just look at that whole team though. I mean, they might need some outfield additions, like, to really compete, but it's not a bad team when you look at that right now.
0: Yeah, I think the guy that I watched uh, for in-house development is Bradley Zimmer. He's going into his age 25 season, his second year in the majors. So if he can, you know, step up to the plate, I think he'd really help out their outfield.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I agree with that.
0: All right, so Indians, would you bet on them to win the World Series or No.
2: No. I would. I mean, I think that they have the second best chance.
1: In the division. In the conference. All uh, right. Yeah. Sorry. to win one the World Series. Yeah. So who who has the best chance? The Houston Astros. Okay. Well, we haven't got to them yet, so can, I'll talk can about the Houston jump, Astros. Can we jump right there. All right. Yeah, uh, uh, first,
0: I want to talk about Francisco Landor's upcoming contract. We saw what Jose Altuve got paid, and you know Francisco Lindor is going to be coming up soonish. Where do where do you guys see that market going for the shortstops, especially all these young shortstops?
2: Oh, the guy's going to make a lot of money.
1: Uh, <laughs> I literally think it's everyone's just going to get exactly what or close to uh, what Altuve got.
0: That five for one
2: fifty? Yeah. Or
1: like, I don't see guys making to like for extensions. So, mm-hmm. like, it's going to be in that $30 million range for most of these guys. like
2: I see them getting a few more years.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's extending a contract. That's different than a full contract, I feel like. yeah. Like, Altuve mm-hmm. kind of already had something etched out and just got an extension on that contract. I think people are going to get about seven years, like 210.
0: Okay. So $30 mm-hmm. million
1: dollars a year for uh, seven years, I think, for, like, all the upcoming guys. Like, Betts, George Springer, Altuve, Xander Bogarts. Like, all those guys are going to get kind of in the same place. I think, like, the Hup or Echelon guys, like, Carlos Correa might move up there. Lindor might be in that where he gets, like, 250 for seven, something like that.
0: Okay, yeah, because I was just thinking, these guys are going to get paid, especially all these young shortstops in the game right now. All right, so uh, I think that concludes for the AL Central you want to get us into the AL West, Nico?
2: Yeah, so for the AL West, I'm going to start with um, uh, the Houston Astros. You have that another young shortstop, Carlos Correa. And I think the Houston Astros are right now everyone's favorite to win the World Series. They have the best starting rotation in the league, and they have one of the best offenses in the league. Because they have Volando for the whole year, they're going to have Keiko, who is an ace. McAllister is really young and should be good. And Garrett Cole is their number four starter right now.
0: Yeah, the best player on the best player from the Pirates. <laughs>
2: yeah, so I think that's a very scary rotation, and they have depth in the rotation because they have Bradley Peacock and they have um, uh, McHugh right now, just in the bullpen, who were their starters last year and did really good. I think a big, I think a weakness for the team could be their outfield, but I think that they can just make a trade for that when it comes. But yeah, they're really young, and they've left pieces coming in from um, uh, their farm system too, which is also still pretty deep. So I think they did the rebuild right through the draft.
0: Can you name any player you're looking forward to seeing this I know that they're just star, their squad is star studded. Is there anyone you specifically you want to check out from the Astros?
2: Yeah, a player I'm watching is Lance McCullers. Because he had two years in a row where he had a 3.22 ELA, but last year he kind of scuffled a little bit. But I think if he can get back on the right track, then he'll, have, he'll be really good because he's still really young. All right. So Lance McCullers. All right. But I think the more interesting teams are the other teams in the division because the Angels made some moves. The Angels picked up Sohei Otani, the Japanese phenom that everyone's hoping to see, he kind of scuffled a little. And I want to ask you guys: Should he start in the major leagues?
0: Uh, I don't think he should, but he will just because of the nature of yeah.
2: The yeah, business. I mean, he's actually like when, he's gonna start the third game of the season. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: I think like when they brought him over for, from Japan, like they probably promised him you'd start in the majors. And also like Mike Sosa, their manager, came out early in the spring training. He was like, we're gonna go with six starting pitchers to acclimate him into like from pitching once a week to pitching once every five days like they've been committed to this guy for too long like he's gonna be in the majors
2: i think the key for the angels this season is that their rotation stays healthy the player i have to watch for the angels is garrett richards who has all the stuff to be an ace he just cannot stay healthy on the field so if garrett richards can stay healthy then i think the angels can really compete for that second wild card spot
0: all right. Is there anyone else on this division that you see competing for a wild card spot?
2: The Mariners always like look on paper like they can compete, God, yeah. but they always like, let everybody down. I think their key this season is Felix Hernandez. He needs to pitch better than he's been pitching Honestly, because they need a better rotation, better stuff out of the rotation. They picked up D Gordon, who should be solid. He's been playing really good center field, which was the worry about him. So I think he'll be solid. And, yeah, they just need better stuff from their starting rotation. I think that they can compete.
1: It's not even – I don't think that Felix Hernandez needs to pitch any better. He actually just has to pitch. He pitched only 16 games last year. Like, he has to be healthy because they have um, the left-handed pitcher, James Paxton, who I think like could be pretty good, and he's like taken over, and it's kind of the ace of that team now. But I think like as long as you can get a second starter as in Felix Hernandez, you're on a good like. You're gonna be pretty good. Yeah, because
2: if you look at their starters right now, they have Mike Leake as their third starter, who is so so so. That's just because he it's never looked the, the Giants.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> awful. He was pushing pretty and good then, in like St. Louis before that, but like just never turned yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, so that so, your last year.
2: And then the fourth team is the Athletics, who I think are going to be the fourth best team in the division. They actually have a really good offense led by the three Mats Matt Joyce, Matt Chapman, and Matt Olson. And they moved Chris Davis to DH, and he was a liability on the outfield. The player to watch is Dustin Fowler for me. He was their like, big acquisition piece from the Yankees when they traded... um, Sonny What's his Gray. name?
1: Sonny Gray. Sonny, Sonny Gray, yeah, yeah. Sonny
2: Gray. And I think that it's important to see how he develops after that injury that he had against the White Sox last season. Okay. But again, this is a team just like the... Uh, Mariners, well. their division's going to really let them down if they don't step up. I mean, they are on um, uh, rotation. Right. Because they have Kendall Graveman, Sean Manea. It's a very young rotation, but I just don't think it's ready for them to compete.
0: How about the Rangers?
2: Yeah, and then finally the Rangers. They made a big acquisition for um, uh, well, they're pretty much the Giants' light. They have Matt Moore, they have Tim come. This is like the all-potential team. Because Matt Moore, he's he shown a lot of flashes of excellence, but last season he was horrible. Cole Hamels, he can, he can be really good or he can be really bad. Doug Fister, same thing. So if this team can just live up to their potential, they can, they can make a playoff spot, but I just don't think they will. They have Joey Gallo, who has problems striking out, but he's a big power threat. And, yeah, I think that... This team just has to play up to how they can, but they won't.
0: <laughs> Any player to watch on this team? That's not Tim Lincecum.
2: Well, it's Tim Lincecum. I think that if I think right now he's penciled to the bullpen, and if he can show that, like he just needs to get two innings of good walk out every time he appeals, and he'll be good. Over under be fifty a good innings pitched. Piece. What?
0: Over under 50 innings pitched. <sighs>
2: I'm, I'm not going to bet against him. I'm going to say over.
1: I'm going under. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think if it's more than 50 innings. Like, I don't know, man. If he becomes a closer, then uh, he might be close. But, like, I probably see him just going, like, long innings, like, in blood games. Like, him pitching, like, three innings at a time.
2: Yeah, he'll, he'll be, like, the middle guy. Just get two or three innings out each time.
1: Like, either way it goes, I think he gets over 50 innings.
2: All right, well, but yeah, So I think that this division has Three people that can contend For a wild card spot Or a playoff spot But the real team is the Astros Who are a super team
0: Alright Let's go to the NL East Now Zach What's going on there?
1: I mean we got a lot of teams who are just gonna uh, Kick the can I guess this year It's not gonna look pretty for this division At all Um, I don't, I mean, they have the Nationals, of course, who are gonna be pretty good this year. They're gonna win the division. It's gonna be an inflated number. They might get the number one seed overall just because, like, maybe they lose out to the Dodgers, but I just think that because how bad these other teams are gonna be, they have about 16 wins each from each of their teams in the division. I mean, they can, they might only lose three games to each team in the division. I'll call that right now. Like, I, you have the Marlins down there who their best player at this point is just their catcher, JT Romelto. Like, that's all they have left. The rest of the team is gone. Um, the whole outfield, who's probably the best outfield in the league, has now left. So, you don't really have anything to look forward to. I think Starlin Castro's gone by July. So, really, there's nothing to look for for the Marlins. Um, like, prospect-wise, I just looking at their roster, I, it's JT Rumelta, who's the guy you have to look at if you want to look at anything that this team does in the next year. Um, other than that, it's just going to be a lot of guys getting some playing time who aren't going to be too impressive. Um then you go to the Braves. I don't think the Braves, that like, this is their year. I think they're maybe two or three years away. Um, and it just depends on who they're going to be trading and who they have to trade away. Um, if you want to look like, at a player from this team for the Braves, uh, I think to be traded, you could either go with Peter Borges um, or Nick Markekis. Uh Either one of those guys, I think, could, if they have a good first half, could be traded as an outfield guy to another team. Um, Nick Marquecas is a left-handed corner outfielder type of player. Peter Borges is more of a defensive, can play all over, has some speed type of player. Um, and if you're looking at... What about, a... like, Tyler Flowers? Tyler Flowers? I mean...
2: Yeah, the catcher.
1: I don't think... I think you rather have Kurt Suzuki if you're going to trade somebody... Like Kurt can kind of hit, can get on base. He's a better, I think, backup catcher than Tyler Flowers is. But I mean, all their catchers could be traded at this point. They have Chris Stewart, um, longtime Giant backup. Chris Stewart has a cannon. I mean, he's a really good defensive catcher. Kurt yeah. Suzuki's a little bit more offensive. Can kind of get on. Um, he's not going to steal any bases, but he has some speed for a catcher. So I think all those catchers could be moved, but, like, it just depends on what the market is and what a team actually wants from a backup catcher.
2: Do you think Julio Tejeron is a guy that could be traded too?
1: Oh, yeah, I mentioned him earlier, and uh, he's 27. I just don't know if he's going to be there, and it's hard for me to tell. I don't think
2: he's in the rebuilding
1: I, I don't know if he's in the plans for two or three years from now. I don't know if they want to pay him, like he would be a really good asset to somebody like the yankees who needs some starting pitching or another team who's willing to pay a deep price and give some prospects up for starting pitching but i think like the guy to look at is um danby dansby swanson uh i mean last year was kind of his first year a full season he played 144 games and i mean He only had six home runs he didn't show too much pop or power he only had 31 extra base hits like it wasn't too too um, overwhelming only 51 RBIs so hopefully he can figure that out this year you don't want to have you know it wasn't great but it's a way to go, and he he's going to be a good player in the league. I think his second year in the majors, he'll figure it out. The travel schedule, just figuring all that out to be a better player. And but he played 144 games last year. You got to give it up to that. And he'll have a second full season in the big league. So I think he can really make a mark on himself. He'll be turning 25 um, somewhere in this season. Uh, in well next year so i mean this is his age 24 season so it's going to be pretty it's not going to be bad he turns 25 a little bit after the season concludes so i don't think it's going to be too bad for him and i think he's like the future of um the franchise i also i think another starter that we've talked about is brandon mccarthy and he's been able to get it done in arizona the dodgers hopefully he can figure it out and uh, be a trade asset for the braves and then when you look at it uh the phillies they add it uh, Carlos Santana. I think they m- might have a chance to contend in a year. Um, they also added Jake Arietta to a three year contract. So I just think it's a year away for this team, but they're not a bad team going forward. Uh, I wouldn't say they're gonna have too many guys to trade other than, um, I mean, they let go of Pat Neshek earlier today. Uh, maybe Tommy Hunter is a guy you might wanna trade. But, like, looking at this whole team, I don't think they have too many guys that you're saying, I'd want that guy in the trade. So, um, I think they're about a year away, and they're going to be good really soon.
2: They need more out of Michael Franco. Michael Franco could be, like, another Dominic Brown, where he just had one, like, lightning year and then.
1: Honestly, though, I don't think you're saying, like, I need too much out of these guys because – on. On their 40-man roster, they have a lot of young pieces that are coming up soon. So you don't need them all to work out. I think, like, it's one of those things where if some of them work out, it's good. If some of them don't, like, it is what it is because we have guys behind you who can really play as well. Um, so, yeah, if, if, I mean, Michael Franco can work out, I think it's a big... I think it'll be good for their team. I mean... He got hits. He he got a lot of doubles last year. He hit for 24 home runs. He drove in, um, you know, a little bit less than he did the year before. But I think if he can up those numbers, that's really true. You might have a really good third baseman on your hands for the Phillies moving forward. But I don't think they're going to contend this year. Uh, The Mets, who knows? I mean, they have all the pieces. uh, But... I don't know if they'll be able to contend for a wild card over, like, a team like the Cardinals, um, a team maybe like the Diamondbacks or Rockies. I just don't think they have that type of Giants. power. Dude, the Giants literally have everyone out. You can't start the season like they – I'm not going to use the Giants anything. I'll argue with that later on. But I think that the Mets, you know, they have Cinder – uh Guard. They have DeGrom. Um, They had the closer and Familia. So, I mean, the team's set up to win games, but I just don't think that they're relying on a lot of old guys in the position uh, player, as their position players, and I don't think it'll work out. I do like their addition of Bryce Brintz, had a lot of power in the minors last last year. Uh, Finally, he'll get a chance to be on a major league team. Uh, They brought Jay Bruce back. Um, So, I mean, this team, can contend. It's just, are they going to contend? And that's a big question. Also, their player to watch, Dominic Smith. He's 22 years old. He's a first baseman. He's playing behind Adrian Gonzalez. Last year, he had um, 49 games. And I mean, he'll be able to hit. Uh, he didn't hit for uh, that great of an average, but I think that'll just work out in his full major league season. And then you have the Nationals bringing back about the same team as they did last year. No problems with the Nationals. They'll win this division easily. Uh, I don't know if they're going to figure out their playoff lows, and then they have to pay Bryce Harper next year, so it will be interesting to see what happens with the Nats over the season. That's about it Bryce, for, for the NL East. It's pretty boring. Bryce Harper, yeah, to future, The Yankee. Nationals will win it easily. Yeah, I mean, I, the Nationals are going to win it. I don't think, I mean, maybe the Mets make a run. I think they'll be interesting, but I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I think it's just the Nationals out of that division. And they're gonna win like a hundred games, just because of the teams they play.
0: All right, I can totally see those things happening because you told me <laughs> they're gonna happen. All right, <laughs> so I want to talk about the NL Central now. I think the NL Central, it's a lot. It's similar to the AL Central where there's there's two actually there's two teams rebuilding and then three teams who are really gonna. Okay, there's one team at the top, two teams who are really gonna fight for it, and then two teams who are just gonna be. In the slums possibly So we start with the Cubs They have a 96% chance of going to the playoffs They're going to the playoffs And then the Cardinals for whatever reason Have a 69% chance of going to the playoffs And the Brewers have a 15.9% I don't believe in these odds I think it's going to be a lot closer But we'll get into the nitty gritty later And then Pirates and Reds Pirates have an 8% chance of going to the playoffs I don't know how Uh, Reds have a 1.6% chance of the playoffs I feel like they have the same playoff odds in my brain But we'll well, get, we can get into that. So let's start with the boring teams. Uh, we'll start with the Reds. I look at the Reds roster, and I'm like, dude, I don't know how Joey Votto just keeps playing like this, like at that level. So, which is good for him. Uh, the guy I'm really interested in watching is the pitcher, Luis Castillo. Um, you know, 15 starts last year with a 3.12 ERA. know, 1.075 whip, which seems really good. I don't know. But we'll see. This is their first they've gone four straight seasons of under 500 and i look at this team i don't see any fruition of this rebuilding going so i just feel like they're just going to keep rebuilding and hopefully next year someone like a prospect really really shines anything you guys have to say about the reds
2: no i think that some trade guys that they could trade could be like guys like i don't know adam duvall do you think they could trade adam duvall that's easy yeah i
1: think yeah yeah
0: so, uh, the next team is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Who, whatever fan graph says, there they'll be sub 500. Which I, I guess, so I don't really, I don't really see that because I look at this team and it, it, I'm not saying it got gutted, but it there's just nothing special about this team. I look at this team and I see it's a tale of two Joshes. It's Josh Bell and then the other Josh. What's his name? His name escapes me. Yeah, Josh Harrison, is Josh Bell? Is he gonna keep progressing? You know, he finished third in Rookie of the Year last year. I hope he can keep getting better. And it, it's my question is, will they trade Josh Harrison, who's going to be his age thirty season? So, uh,
1: what, I mean, do, what do you guys? think? I don't think you, you trade him. Like he's the dude can play anywhere and everywhere. He can play at six positions. Like, um, I mean, the only thing he doesn't play is center field, um, and catcher. I just don't... I think he's too valuable to trade him, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade him. I just don't want them to trade him. Like, he's, like, the heartbeat of that team. So if they trade him, I, I don't know if I can ever watch another Pittsburgh Pirates game again.
2: All right, so uh, let's
0: just... Skip. I think
1: they should trade him.
0: <laughs> okay. Well,
2: But I, think... I also really like the outfield. I think the outfield's got some potential on this team with Gregory Polanco, yeah. Mote, and Dickerson. So...
0: But that's that's all I see from the pirates. I don't see I don't see them really being in contention for anything. Just they'll be there.
2: They seem like I I can't believe they blew up the way they did because I thought that they were just a few pieces from Contending Away too. You but know? then
1: they never went and got those pieces. That's the thing. Like every yeah. deadline it would come around and then they'd be like, We should go get some pieces and then their front office would be like, "Yeah, but we don't want to spend money And then your window just closes like that. And I don't think they could have competed like in the future, like I thought their window had closed because they never went to go get those pieces.
0: All right, so Milwaukee Brewers. I don't know why FanGraphs is so low on them because they were only finished six games back from the Cubs last season, missed a wild card game by a win, like a single win, and they made some really key additions. Like they got Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Cain. They're going to join Ryan Braun, Domingo Santana in the outfield. And they brought in Pachasen from this uh, the Padres as pitching. So they seem like they're going to be better than last year. So I don't know why the analytics have them going down. Uh, so Brewers, what do you guys think? Do you think they're a lock for the playoffs or they're going to be fighting for every win?
2: I don't think they're a lock. I think that their rotations an issue
0: mm-hmm.
2: that they're going to have to overcome. And But yeah, they definitely... Revitalize the offense.
0: All
1: right. I mean, uh, I think can... they have a really good start in um, Chase Anderson, uh, who's been able to do it. But I just like when you look at their whole pitching, when they when you look at their like just their bullpen starters. Like I think last year was a big fluke, and I, I think like having thirteen or twelve guys repeat that again this year is going to be a, a difficult task for that team.
2: I can't believe this team didn't go out and, like, sign, like, a guy like Lance Lynn or something when they went super cheap anyway, you know? Yeah,
1: and Alex Cobb, like, yeah, I, mean, I understand maybe not getting Jake Ariana.
2: Or you, Darvish, but they could have got Alex Cobb or Lance Lynn. Yeah, I, easily. So, all right. Did, did I think that they're f- definitely a candidate to trade for a... Startle though. Yeah. If it go, if they're still but in now it, you know. It's gonna
1: be more expensive when you could have easily just got those guys for like. Without losing prospects. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah they on paper they remind me kind of like the Minnesota Twins, so.
1: Yeah, like a uh, poor man's version well, of the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have like <laughs> yeah,
0: so we'll see. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals. It they, the key addition was Marcel Ozuna. Uh, the, uh, the roster is pretty much the same. I. I don't know how this team is projected to win 88 games when they won an 83 last season, and they're just adding Marcelo Zuna pretty much. So my question is, between the Cardinals and the Brewers, who's going to finish ahead?
2: I think I have the Cardinals finishing ahead of the Brewers because I trust their starting rotation more.
1: Well, yeah, I think the Cardinals have a better chance to finish um, ahead of the Brew crew. But I think, like, Adam Raywright starts off the, on the dl uh with a hamstring injury so we'll have to see like how they deal with that but i think that if matt carpenter can just become his like 2015 self like uh the cardinals will be a lot better and could even contend for the whole division against the cubs
2: i think alex reyes will be an interesting guy to watch out for too
0: all right so lastly let's get into the cubs who basically swapped out Arrieta for Darvish and did some line, some changes in the bullpen, but that's pretty much it. Um, they're the best team in this division, without a doubt, and they're probably going to contend for another World Series. Uh, are they in your short group of World Series contenders?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for
0: sure, right? Yeah, I um, mean,
1: and you look at it, John Lesser had an awful year last year. Like, if he can be anything, like... 2016, John Lester. Any time with the Red Sox, John Lester, uh, you're these teams are in for a ride in the Central.
0: So, my question is for the Cubs: How long can they this window still be open? Because it's it's been this... what it's for, open for yeah, a while. Yeah, it's been three years. of Really good baseball lately. So, and their team is still pretty. Their core is young. So, so how yeah. long is a
2: while? Well, I'm- I think it's open for the next five years.
1: That's a long time. I would. I don't know if it's open that long just because you have to start paying guys. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't just keep all of them on these rookie contracts for that long. However, like, looking at it, on their 25-man roster, uh, there's just one guy who's over 30 who's a position player, and that's Ben Zombrist. So, like, everyone else is below 30. Addison Russell's 24. Um, So when you look at all that, and they just called up some guys, and Ian Happ and Albert... Amora um, so you, you're you paying Benzo Riss, and Jason Hayward a lot of money and I think like when you look at it you can p- allocate that money later on to other yeah bats. to
2: Anthony Guizzo and Chris Bryant yeah and you
1: still have Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant I didn't even mention them and Javier Bias. so like yeah the team is gonna be good I just don't know if they'll be able to attract the pay pitching all the guys in the future oh.
0: alright so I think the I, I We agree the Cubs are going to be the top team And then you guys believe that the Cardinals Are going to be better than Brewers I think it'll be really close um.
1: Oh yeah um. I, I think the Central always beats up on themselves Especially the NL Central And like uh, It's a tough division to play in So it should be pretty good for the future To see who's Around at the end of the year But I think it'll be the Cubs number one
0: Yeah for sure all right, let's go out to the NL West now, final division. Let's,
2: yeah. Okay, so the NL West might be the most competitive division in baseball, you know, with only one team actively rebuilding, and that's the Padres.
1: Yeah, actively. The Dodgers,
2: right? actively rebuilding. Um, the Dodgers are definitely the favorite to win the division. They're just a really deep team. They lost Justin Turner for a while, but that doesn't matter because they have Logan Forsyth that they can just move in there. And take the position. So, yeah, they're super deep. They have a really good um, a rotation with Kershaw, Alex Wood, Maida. They went up and picked up Matt Kemp again. They got Matt Kemp and Scott Alexander. So, I think they're expecting Matt Kemp to just be what he was last year, and that's going to be okay for them. They were paying him anyway, so why not? Whoa. And, yeah, I think that there's nothing. The player I have to watch is Chris Taylor, who had his first full season last year. And he lit it up. So I think that if they, he can get that again, then the Dodgers are the clear favorite in this division. And they're right up there with the Cubs and the Nationals as the World Series contenders.
0: What about the, the Indians? Second
2: te- what was that?
0: What about the Indians?
2: I'm just talking about the Conflicts. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, like the
1: yeah. the league. Yeah, just a yeah. and I think.
2: Okay. And then... I had the Giants going second in the division, but some stuff happened. Madison Bumgarner was now out for six to eight weeks. Jeff Somalja is now out. So now they have one proven starter on this rotation, and that's Johnny Cueto, followed by Chris Stratton, Ty Block, and they're going to have Dale Colland, I think, and I don't even know who the fifth one's going to be. Probably BD. So, yeah, the rotation's looking pretty bad, but they really revitalized the offense they got Andrew McCutcheon they got Evan Longoria so I don't think the offense will be the big problem with the Giants I think it's going to be the starting pitching but a name to look out for in that is Chris Stratton and let me talk to you about um spin rates okay Chris Stratton has the best spin rate for his curveball in the league so that's his go-to pitch that's a strikeout pitch and I think that's what you'll lean on and when it's right would be really good he was the best pitcher down the stretch last year yeah, so I'm really excited I mean, about him
1: he still has to locate his fastball. Yeah. like you can't just rely on one pitch everyone will just sit on that
0: he was the best pitcher on a, one of the worst teams last year down the stretch that's shiny endorsement
2: <laughs> I think that they'll bullpen they'll have a full season of Melanson Will Smith's gonna come back they got Tony Watson so I think their bullpen will be fine and Josh Osich has looked like a changed man Okay. and a guy that's coming up is steven dugall who you guys should all um uh, look out for too then we also have the arizona diamondbacks who are now probably the second um uh, favorite in the division and they're a wild card contender the diamondbacks have a quietly like really good um rotation they have zach Greinke, who's their ace a guy who you should look out for is um, uh, Zach Godley, who had a 3.37 ELA and a 9.58 strike per nine last season, and he's only 25 years old, so I think he's just going to keep getting better. Taiwan Walker was really good, Robbie Ray, Patrick Corbin, really good starting rotation. I think that the worry about this team is their bullpen, who they don't have a lot of depth for, so... They really need these guys to come up. They went off and picked up this Japanese guy. His name is, what's his name, Yoshihisa Hirano. Hmm. So he's unproven, but he's supposed to be really good in Japan. So we'll see, right? But yeah, this team is solid. They have Paul Goldschmidt, best first baseman in the league. Well, unless it's Joey Votto, I think it's tied they went up and picked Jared Dyson who's going to be their right fielder so I think that yeah this team's good.
1: Do you think they're better then they than have the, the Col- Giants?
2: I think right now on paper they are better than the Giants but we'll see the Giants need the guys to step up. I know that's what you wanted to hear okay um, the Colorado Rockies I think they were the surprise team last year they got more out of their starting rotation than anyone expected, and that's always going to be the problem with Colorado is their starting rotation because that's just the field the, where they play, you know? Balls just fly out of there. Um, so John Gray, he's their ace. He was really good even in Colorado last year, so I think they'll expect more of the same from there. They went up and picked up Wade Davis, and they really bolstered this bullpen, which I think is a really good thing for Colorado when they have a shaky rotation like that.
1: Yeah, their bullpen is legit. I mean, like, Jake McGee from the left side, and then you follow that up with Wade Davis um, and Brian Shaw in whatever order you want to put that in. That's not a bad bullpen.
2: And I was really hoping that they would still have um, uh, Holland, too.
1: Oh, yeah, that was –
2: Who's still sitting out there.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if they can pick him up and bring him back, that would be – seventh eighth yeah. ninth inning with the left-hander it's
2: rough yeah so i think if this team just picks up a solid um uh, starting pitcher which is tough for the team like this then they'll be good to go and they're definitely in the mix for a wild card position and then finally we have the um uh the team that's rebuilding in this division who's the padres they went all in a few years ago it didn't work out oh. but now they finally rebuilt their farm system a little bit
1: I a player that I think.
2: In. What you forgot they went over <laughs> in? because it
1: worked yeah. out so awful. Like I forgot. If yeah, even tried that.
2: Yeah, they went all in, but now they are they picked up air cosmo in the offseason. They paid him a lot of money. I don't really know why they picked up air cosmo. He doesn't really fit their plans, but I guess he provides leadership. So whatever. Um, They have Austin Hedges, who's a really good defensive shortstop. He just needs to, you know, pick up his offense a little bit. I think a player that you should watch out for is Jose Porella, who had a breakout season last year. He hit 288 with 10 home runs and he's right now has the he's the leader in batting average in spring training for whatever that means. So I think he could be a breakout player for this team. And yeah, they're just rebuilding, so you shouldn't expect much out of them.
0: God, they've been bad for such a long time.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: they're one of those teams.
1: What do you think about Travis Janikowski, the center fielder? Like, he had a pretty good year in 2016, and he was pretty dynamic when I saw him. He only played 27 games the last season. Like,
2: Well, I don't think he's their starting center fielder anymore. I think they have Manuel Margot for that, you know? Oh, that's true. Man. So I think he's just... Kind of, he's just depth for them right now.
1: At this point, he's just, dept, if that's even,
2: true. I think he's not even their second starting center fielder. So,
1: do you think, no. like, how long do you think it's till this team can actually contend?
2: You know, the thing is, the Dodgers are such a young team that I think the Dodgers window is open for about as long as any team. Oh, that's true.
1: Well, I mean,. And, yeah, and
2: right. the Dodgers also still have guys coming up out of there. The Dodgers are just like the Astros. You know, they have a really good farm system and they have a really good team right now. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a while before the. But, th- but the Padres are definitely. As far as future goes, the Giants are definitely in the worst position. And I totally expect them to suck in a few years.
0: All right. Does that wrap up the NL West? I
2: think it does. Yeah, that wraps it. All teams right. to watch out for are the Dodgers the Lockies the Giants if they can just keep it steady so you know? everybody but the Padres everybody but the Padres it's a very competitive division
0: alright so I I know we didn't plan this segment but I just want to ask you guys some questions about watching baseball you know when you're how do you guys approach watching the baseball season there's 162 games you know you guys watch every team you guys watch your own team and how do you guys pick up on things you know
1: I, I I'm, honestly for me like You just gotta watch as many games as you can, but also do things during the game, because games are long, and I mean, it's not a bad thing that they're long, it's just like, you have to find something else to do during the game, like, nobody can sit down for three hours and watch a game.
2: Yeah, I usually do, like, homework or something
1: while watching the games. Find some highlights and then watch the other teams, too, and try to figure out, like, who's good and who's not good. But I think
2: some of the commentators are really good about, like, telling you about the players, too. So, yeah, if you just watch the games,
1: yeah, listen you'll to learn a lot.
0: Yeah. So how often do you guys watch national games, or is just you guys watch your local teams? Or what's I the, mostly
2: just watch go? the Giants yeah. and whoever the Giants play. But sometimes if the Giants aren't playing, I'll flip on
1: a game. But I'm really not as invested in that. I watch, like, the weekend games, like the Fox special game on Saturday or, like, the ESPN Sunday night game if it's good um but like also i implore people to listen to baseball games like last year i listened to the world series for the first time on the radio and the call on the radio it takes a lot of talent to call a baseball game but like i was into it like it was one of the most beautiful calls i've ever listened to i think it's like the best sport to listen to on the radio and like so this year i'm it's because it's easy
2: to follow you know
1: yeah but i mean you also have to know about the game too but like it's cool to hear like the different calls like when they're just like oh he made a fantastic catch or "He made a routine catch like you go back later and you're like that didn't look routine at all like but the way they describe it like it's pretty it's pretty good it's pretty cool all
0: right uh what's your what's your biggest tip for learning more about baseball for you for a new fan
1: I think you just have to watch. Just watch? That's what
0: No, you just watch?
1: I would say, like, oh, you... just try to understand situational baseball because then, like, the game becomes a lot cooler. Like, if you know, like... If you understand, like, when a lefty-on-lefty matchup is going to come into play or something like that, like, that's when I think the game becomes beautiful and, like, it's a, a true art rather than just, like, running guys out there and, like, oh, this guy pitches to this guy. There's no strategic or there's no changes. There's changes all over. You just like understanding them a little bit more and watching more will get you to understand those
0: all right that was really cool insight uh now we're going to get into our last segment of the podcast it's called the three on five it's the three of us ranking five things so this week's three on five is best ballpark foods who wants to start us off
2: go ahead nico i'm gonna let i can go go okay Oh, wait, hold on. I can't go right now. Okay,
0: I guess I'll go first. Mine are pretty plain because I didn't know we were doing specific ones that these guys are going to bring up. So first I have just pretzels, like, the, you know, the normal pretzel, the bread pretzel. Oh, that's, that's just, pretty good. You know That's pretty solid. Like a soft pretzel? Yeah, soft pretzel. I think that's, that's pretty good. Uh, second, I have garlic fries. I don't know. I just – the garlic fries are good.
1: I don't know if that's every ballpark. No, but... The Bay Area garlic fries actually use real garlic instead of the it's powder. It's a San Francisco special. Well, yeah, so... The A's have, like, the real garlic, too. Don't put it past them. From A's. Gilroy. Yeah, they use real <laughs> garlic. Like, a lot of teams just use garlic powder, and it really upsets you when you get garlic fries with just garlic powder.
0: Yeah, it's not the same, not the same. Alright, next I have hot dogs Maybe they should be higher, but Hot dogs, chili dogs, any variation of a hot dog I definitely feel like that's something you eat at a baseball game Like, that's just something that's easy You're in the park Yum, 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 yum you know, Any variation of a hot dog What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, a hot dog's definitely a classic food right. I, I usually don't get hot dogs Because, you know, I can get a hot dog anyway But
0: but it's, it's just any variation of a hot dog is pretty
1: classic When I go to a ballpark, usually I get a hot dog Unless I have to like drive back the same day Like I'm, I'm getting a hot dog Just because like That's a ballpark food You smell the hot dogs when you walk in Like you gotta get the dog
2: And I don't know what they do to make them taste better though It sticks better. But they man. do uh,
0: Second is popcorn I just think it's a nice little finger food, snack food Just give it to your kid and yum 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 And move on with your life you know Okay uh, This Last one I think is peanuts Peanuts are very classic you know I feel like yeah. You know,
2: some people are allergic to peanuts.
0: That's not my problem. <laughs> Natural selection should have ended you. But peanuts are honestly like they just taste better at the park. You just the smell of them at the park just feels nice. It's that's how you know you're at the baseball park. You know. Besides, I'm chewing tobacco. But I feel like peanuts are iconic with baseball. So as in terms of food, you know. What, what do you guys have? What's on your list? You guys manage to pull that up?
2: Okay, so I have a um. Uh, so I have some weird ones on here the texas rangers have something called the texas snowball which is brisket which also is fried in funnel cake batter and has powdered sugar on it so i don't really know how that combination goes but you do you texas
0: sounds like you're done for the day
2: (laughs) yeah and then then there's the dodger burger which just looks kind of gross it has like Hot dogs, Dodger dogs, cut up inside.
1: Oh yeah, I heard about this
2: one. And it's like I don't know. There's just some weird gravy-looking thing on it. It has like a tater tot, and it's on a hamburger. So that's pretty. That's like all the ballpark food in one thing. And then there's the burger That is from um, uh,
0: the burger Wait, I mean, it's
2: pretty much two small pizzas. On, as the bun of the hamburger, and you can get that at the Braves games.
1: Oh, it looks so gross. And like the the burger it has like, some bacon uh, on it. Isn't the burger like <laughs> like twenty ounces or something like that? Like it's crazy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
2: and what's crazy is they have the cheese on the pizza and and different cheese on okay, the burger. No, you gotta,
1: that is death. Oh, that looks so gross. You gotta share that with friends though. You can't try to have whole yeah. burger pizza on the first inning and expect to make it all night innings. But
2: now there's another big thing, and this is called the d back the D-Bat Dog. So this is an 18-inch corn dog that's stuffed with jalapenos, cheddar cheese, and bacon, which is served on fries. So I think that if you can eat that by yourself, then you're a champ. And then finally, my favorite is the Crazy Crab Sandwich from the San Francisco Ballpark Stadium. It's a little expensive, but it's worth it. It's really good.
1: All right. Uh, I I wanted to highlight some things also that are served in um, Arizona. So they have the chicken enchilada dog, which is an 18-inch chicken enchilada sausage chopped with cheese enchilada sauce, uh, pico de gallo, black olives, sour cream, and tortilla strips. That's eight, like that's ridiculous i think uh 18 inches and it's served on like uh, some type of like a hot dog roll but like that's an 18 inch chicken uh sausage right there that's like obviously you have to share that with a friend um they also have this funnel cake chicken sandwich which is two crispy or it's like a chicken crispy uh like just any crispy chicken like fried and then it has two funnel cakes as the, like, uh, bun. And then you have strawberry jam, um, uh, cheese in there, powdered sugar, and maple syrup as a sandwich. What do you guys think about that?
2: is at that the Diamondbacks game yeah. still? Wow, the Dimebacks really they know they how to do it. They go so them, uh, hard.
0: <laughs>
1: make some food, yeah.
0: They go so hard on your arteries, man. <laughs>
1: And then I have uh, the mariners with grasshoppers. So they're fried grasshoppers or they're uh, cooked on a skillet. Have you guys had you know,
2: those supposed to be really good protein.
1: I've had some like at a restaurant. They're not bad. They're pretty good. And then they give you like some chips or something to, you know, funnel those into your mouth. Um, yeah, nice little protein right there. I'm gonna go with a normal food before I go with my last one. So my favorite to get out of game is kettle corn. Like, for some reason, I just really enjoy snacking on some kettle corn. So, popcorn, kettle corn, you know, it's all in the same place. I like to get some of that during a ball game. Um, and then, I'm going to highlight the Braves Big Bite. So, it's a pork chop sandwich with a, a bun. And then, they put a collard green coleslaw in alabama barbecue white sauce but the pork chop is like 20 ounces and has the bone in it in the sandwich oh god so just look up brave's big bite and uh yeah it's yeah, it, it's it's for sure what put you out by the seventh inning you got you gotta get home by the seventh inning so yeah it's a nice nice little sandwich did you guys look it up
0: yeah it's big <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah geez you know, I'm not a big fan of um, bones in my food, you know? I always get boneless wings.
0: Yeah, because you're... Yeah. you're, you're uh,
2: that's kind of weird, dude.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you're afraid to get down and dirty with it.
2: I still have to get my hands dirty, you know? I have people for that.
0: Uh, Alright, so that wraps up uh, this MLB preview extravaganza. You can email us at injuredreservespod at gmail.com. Do you guys want to drop any socials or anything? I'm, okay I'm uh, no. social <laughs> uh, be sure to rate us on iTunes. listen to us wherever you can. Uh, we will try to do better next time. <laughs> All right, see ya see you
1: guys.